Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. For today's podcast, we're going to be revisiting some very good questions that we had last week at the UK Investor Magazine summer investor evening from some of our virtual participants we had a huge number of questions that came through for alien metals and we didn't unfortunately have time to answer all of them so that's what we're going to do today and to do that we're kindly joined by bill Brody good who's the ceo of alien metals bill thank you very much for being with us today and also for presenting last week no it's a pleasure to be here um it was a pleasure to present last week um it always Helps to be honest, it helps us focus a little bit on on exactly what where we are with projects, what we're doing, um, and it's always good to have a chance to uh, answer some questions. Um, you know, to to clear up any issues um, investors or, or new investors might have. Um, and it, yeah, it was unfortunate at the presentation I couldn't do that, but um, nice to have a chance now. So yes, and I know a lot of people listening to this were probably at the, the presentation, maybe had a good good chat. Uh, around the event. Um, so very pleased to see you all there um, last week. So you know, for the, those that don't know Alien Metals, before we get into this, we've got a number of questions here that we're going we're gonna to go through, Bill. But um, you know, for those that are listening to this that maybe aren't familiar with Alien Metals, could you give us a, a brief introduction to give some context to, to Alien Metals, please? Yeah, of course. So um, Alien Metals um, listed on AIM in London. Um, three main projects in terms of our, our sort of strategy and, and development, where we sort of see ourselves precious and base metal explorer and, and developer. Um, we currently, the, the sort of front running uh, project in terms of development is the Hancock iron ore project in, in the Pilbara. Um, that also we have um, the Brockman tenement to the West. And just in the last few weeks, we acquired the Vivash Gorge tenement further southeast of, of Brockman, but all in the in the key Pilbara uh, iron ore sort of centre of um, Western Australia, and all with that sort of uh, pinnacle of iron ore, the the, the high grade direct shipping ore uh, product as uh, as a focus of our work and our exploration. Then we have um, again this year we acquired the the Money Money uh, PGM. Uh, project in um, also in the Pilbara in Western Australia, which sits concurrently with our existing Elizabeth Hill Silver project and the surrounding exploration license um, Money Money North is called at the moment. Um, so we're very excited with that one. That's um, that's got a historic resource of over 2.2 million ounces of PGM, um, probably one of the most under underdeveloped well it's never been you know mined or got to that stage uh even though a lot of um a lot of studies and research and work has been done um it's always sort of languished slightly in in the background but we're really excited to have that now in the portfolio and that's um, a key project for possibly longer term um as we as we push ahead and then we have um three sort of projects in mexico two silver and one um copper that really were, were sort of the founding assets in, in Alien um, at, at the sort of birth of the company. And um, we've recently done, done some maiden drilling, just a little bit of drilling on um, 
on one of the silver and, and the Donovan two copper project. And yeah, we're, we're waiting for, for some results from that, that early stage drilling, just to see what the next stages are for those. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Bill. So Bill, let's now get into the questions. So these were, were questions that we had from our virtual audience, in the online um, presentation last week. So the first one we've got here is from Dip Saad. Um, and he's asking, could you please provide an overview of potential options you may consider for Elizabeth Hills once your team regains access underground and gets a better understanding of what we have down there through further exploration? Um, yeah, thanks for the question. I, I suppose one of the key things is to get underground. Um, I just had some news this morning. Um, the, the main head frame is now uh, all prepared. We had to get it um, sort of fine-tuned to bring it up to current uh, health and safety standards. Um, so that is gonna soon be, um, be standing proud back over the main shaft with, um, with then the, the next phase being the dewatering process to uh, get the water out of the mine um, and be able to then get back down. So um, options for what we're going to do with the project, that's, as with all our projects, you know, we, we need to make sure we, we provide the best return to all our investors. So depending what, what we find, um, what parties might be uh, interested in, in joining us on the journey, or looking at, um, you know, funding, or possibly even even you know acquiring the, the project at whatever stage. So, again, we we just keep keep all our options open. We haven't set a specific um, route to take at the moment, um, but you know, still really excited to get get in there and get underground and just just start really understanding one the. Um, we think quite a considerable amount of silver still remaining and to how we can really use that platform to, to do the next phase of exploration, both for, for developing the silver ore body, but I think as importantly, and, and linking with, with the Money Money project as well now, the, the larger sort of copper nickel base metal system that we believe is, exists in this whole, in this region, or in, in this sort of geological system that, that we now pretty much hold, hold it all. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bill. So next question here was from Aaron Taylor, um, and this is uh, around Hancock. Um, the question was, alien metals applied for an exploration tenement EL47-4605 southwest of Hancock. Aaron ask where did that come from and have you done any groundwork uh pxrf reading etc um looking upside in 2020 q2 um have you finished drilling on ridges c and e and have you now moved south to new areas he also asks how long are you expecting to be there or have indeed you you finished and if you're going um, straight to, to Brockman. Um, all right. Well, thank There's quite a few questions there. Yes. I'll give an overview, I think, of where we are with, with Hancock. So, um, yeah, EL4605 was just a little, a little ditty block um, down that 
that we sort of noticed when we were just doing some research was available. And we thought, actually, um, it's minimal. I think annual expenditure is, is, is a, a, almost a few hundred, if not a couple of thousand Australian dollars a year. Um, and it sits, sits nicely sort of on the, on the corner of um, what we hope will be a, a larger uh, area to hold. So um, we, um, we just put an application in and that, that's um, going through at the moment. So until that comes through, it's more a strategic acquisition. It just, it, it's not, um, we're not sure if it's um, got, it, it's so small, it's not necessarily an economic one, but it's more, it's always good to have, um, you know, ground close to your project because it might be a, an area we could do something, be it a stockpile, be it, um, you know, if we want one day to set up a small camp in the area, something like that. So, um, you know, and, and having it in the portfolio is, is better in a way than, than having to deal with third parties. So that's sort of the, um, but we haven't done any work yet and um, nothing, to be honest, is in the pipeline this year anyway. Um, so the drilling, we just, just pretty much finished the drilling uh, phase four on Ridges C and E. Um, that's gone really well. Uh, we had some really nice, you know, geological material that, that we like the look of, um, sort of matching what we were expecting. The rig is currently um, on, on another job, not for us, but we're looking at bringing it back, hopefully, to Brockman. That's correct, because Brockman's now ready. We have um, permission of works um, formalized and, and granted. Um, we're just dealing, um, discussing with the um, mainly Rio Tinto, who hold most of the access and the haul roads to the south of Brockman. So, um, but, but as a friendly party, they're fine. They're just, we just need to go through the, um, the procedures of being in contact with them, getting permission to move vehicles and, and you know, drill rigs and stuff on their, on their, their roads, inverted commas. Um, so looking to, in the next few weeks, hopefully um, get, get drilling in at, at um, Brockman. And then um, we are waiting on further permission of works for, for Hancock, for, you know, the other ridges that we're really keen to test. Um, but, you know, we've got, we're quite fortunate that, that we've got plenty to get on with. So um, that's, that's all moving, I'd like to think, in, in the right direction. Um, and, you know, we're, we're just keeping an eye on, on monitoring the, you know, the, the work commitments, the, the, the spend, again, sort of, you know, keeping the budgets controlled. Um, and there was a last... Um, so the, 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 the last question was that I think may have answered there. Uh, but it was it was about um, you know are you going to go straight to to, to Brockman? Yeah, so that, talking well, about the the, that, the ridges. Well, that's there. right. So I think I think we've, as I said, because we've got permission of works, we can um, we just need to finalise the full sort of normal access, and we can get we we hope to get to Brockman uh, next few weeks, as I said. Um, and then um, you know the other the other option we're looking at um, is. We obviously with Vivash Gorge that we just, as I said earlier, we just um, we just picked up. There is an existing permission of works already in place, um, quite a significant one actually. It's um, uh, it's like thirty thousand meters worth of drilling. I mean, we're not going to go that bad, but um, it's we have that ability also um, to to go and do some work there um, in in the near future, which which hopefully we, we will to get. To get the momentum and get get start getting a sense of the potential there as well. 
Thank you, Bill. So next question here is from Stephen Miller, who asks, when do we expect the mining license to be granted for DSO, which is direct shipping ore, I believe? Yeah, no, that's right. DSO, direct shipping ore. So um, to anyone who's not familiar with that in, in the iron ore world, direct shipping ore is essentially material that needs no beneficiation, no processing other than you essentially dig it out of the ground you do a normal uh, crush. So in, in a small mobile, in our case, a small mobile crushing unit, just ready to break down the larger blocks to more manageable sizes for transport. Then you screen it. And again, the screening often divides the fines from the, from the lump, the larger pieces from the fine fines, as, you know, as they say, um, and then straight to market. So that's what the direct shipping ore is. Um, in terms of the mining license for, for Hancock, um, we are, we'd like, you know, without, uh, without making too many um, bold statements, we would like to have it by the end of this year. That's our sort of goal. But, um, you know, there's several factors involved in, in, in the granting of the license, which we're working on in the background. Um, the team, Lloyd and Aaron and... Um, and Reese from uh, Green Values uh, um, are doing great, making great strides. We've got got lots of things moving forward in the right direction. So, you know, fingers crossed. Strategy-wise, end of end of 2022 uh, to be granted. Um, fingers crossed, really. And we'll, we'll obviously keep the market posted as as and when we get news. Great stuff. Great stuff. So moving on now. Bill, we've got a question here from JP, and, and I think in your first question, you, you may have addressed this, but we're going to ask it um, anyway. Um, are you planning on operating Elizabeth Hill Mine yourself? Well, let, I think, again, I suppose we, you know, Alien, Alien as a company, we're really a project developer and an explorer and, you know, add value to projects um, and then get, you know, move them on. To the next um, to the next phase, normally with with people more experienced in in you know the mine, mining side of things. Hancock is is different, I think, because it is such a simple process. We don't need huge. There's not it's not a complex ore body or ore bodies. Very simple, um, and and we're fortunate to have you know, as I said earlier, Lloyd and Aaron and people who have great experience and are really engaged in. Um, in getting this into production, but something like Elizabeth Hill, at the moment, as it stands, as an as an underground mine, we know. I mean, we drilled recently the um, the the sort of oxide, the the top 30, 40 meters that um, from surface that was never really tested in in the days of of even of the mine. They only went to sort of the fresh material below 50, 60 meters. Um, yeah, we've intersected some amazing um, grades and, and material and consistent over, you know, tens of meters, not just a, a meter here or a meter there. Um, so in, in one way, you know, with a with a strong silver price and a, and a good, um, good economics, it's always a tempting thing to to generate income, you know, to generate income for the company to then go and do what we do best exploring. But um, at this stage, as I say, we're open to options, we're probably that that would be a longer, honestly, a longer shot than than what we're doing at Hancock because um, it's a much more complex uh, proposition. Um, so 
and we're not really we're not miners i mean we're explorers that's what i like to think we're very good at and i think we've proved that already um um so you know there, there's there's different ways to move forward i mean if, if we felt at some point it was the right thing to do then you would probably do what we did with um with iron ore company of australia and have a producer dedicated a mining team in inverted commas who have that have the right experience rather than myself an explorer and, and most of the people around me in the in the technical team being explorers uh, then we can focus on what we're doing so it's it's just you know we'll we'll monitor and see where we get to and then um hopefully make the right decision for for everyone concerned thanks so much for very very fascinating uh points that that you made there about being uh, an explorer as opposed to uh to a miner um we're gonna finish off now bill with, with one last question again from dipsard um we're looking at hancock again and he asks could the wet season in australia push production at hancock into q2 of next year rather than q1 i think yeah no again um yeah very fair question i think the way the way we're planning and, and our dates and our scheduling and our our strategy that we have, you know, internally that, that aren't unfortunately set in stone um, because, you know, there's always factors that, that can um, produce delays, including the weather, which is um, very relevant um, at the moment. Um, so the, what, the way one would design the, the access, the haul road, the operation, you would design it for worst case scenario. So normally on, on the road, on the whole road design, as an example, the um, the engineers they they do what's called a hundred year flood level. So they look at um, you know the worst case um, hundred year flood water, potential water level that could occur, and therefore you then build your whole road above that line, so that you're really trying to mitigate to the maximum um, any any extreme weather to then be able to operate during the wet season now all the mines out there do operate during the wet season you just design your project your mine to to be able to function you know in that in in the in the wetter period um obviously a cyclone you know it's a cyclone area and cyclones coming through everyone has to stop for a few days you just don't put life and limit risk or equipment yeah everyone everyone has a quick few days at home uh, and then goes back out but that's always factored in to, to your mind planning. So um, we'd, we'd like to think it wouldn't because we're planning accordingly and, and factoring in, you know, climatic conditions, worst case climatic conditions that um, to, to mitigate against, against such an issue. That's great, Bill. Thank you. Thank you very much. So just as a quick note before we go, um, anybody listening to this, do check out the notes to the podcast because there'll be a link through to the full presentation Bill gave at the Summer Investor evening last week on the UK Investor Magazine website, which expands on some of those um, points in, in greater detail. So, Bill, thank you very much for being with us once more today. No, John, it's a pleasure. And I hope everyone we mentioned earlier, you know, um, with, with the difficult times um, we're all facing, I hope everyone has a manages to get a, a bit of a holiday in and a, and a bit of R&R &R and, and we can all um, hopefully with them um, when uh, when the autumn comes uh, things are shaping up a bit better and we can uh, all have a 
have a good run into uh, to the end of the year. Indeed, indeed. Looking forward to that, Bill. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Okay. Thanks for your time. We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember, all investment involves risk.